recording. This Lucky. is just a natural, oh, natural potty. Yeah. So, uh, how have you been? Not too bad. Could be worse. I reckon that should be our podcast slogan. Could be worse. Fair enough. Yeah. Why listen to us? Could be Could worse. Be worse. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Probably, that probably sets expectations. We uh, we also need to give a disclaimer that if you're um, if you're revising and trying to listen to a procurement podcast, you know we don't always get to the topic straight away. However, don't be don't be concerned by that. Don't be don't be concerned by us kind of taking our time and you know enjoying taking procurement. Your own journey. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You know. Sometimes when you're revising for exams, you need a bit of you need a bit of like stress reliever. You need people to talk shite, you know. Yeah, you need to yeah. enjoy it a bit. What, what, what do we call it? Um, Decompression. Pleasure, pleasure for the year. Ear pleasure. Yeah. It's our pleasure to give you ear pleasure. Yeah. Should we change the name of the podcast to um, Human Ear Pleasure? Human Pleasure Hub. I feel like yeah, I feel like there's good options there. Yeah. I mean, if there are any listeners, um, and if you do want to kind of submit some suggested, suggest some suggested names, then that'd be great. You know, we probably won't probably won't pick them, but at least we'll know there's people out there listening. Yeah, well, I was I was thinking like, what could we do as a sort of discussion point for today's surprise pod? And I thought I'll just have a look at the SIPS website, and you know, we could run what, through in the last thirty seconds. You've been thinking yeah. about what we should do. <laughs> I have, yeah. Basically, I just panicked and put SIPs in on, uh, on Google. What is, um, what is procurement? But unfortunately, um, the SIPs website is down. <laughs> is <laughs> it it really? Our website is currently undergoing maintenance. We'll be back soon. Yeah. Um, oh, I was looking so at that kind of killed today. that one. I have been thinking, though, on a, on a kind of serious note, where, where we started with the pod, we kind of need episodes that discuss SIPs, you know, like the strategies, because I've, I've sat through loads of these exams and, and, there's certain strategies that work really well to the multiple choice exams and to the kind of essay exams and perhaps you know episodes where we're going through those will be quite useful uh, but also just in general what what is kind of what is actually required for you to get the um the msips beautiful letters after your name yeah so not necessarily like procurement topics but kind of like how to answer the questions yeah, because I found out a lot of it was all about actually how you answer the questions. Like the theory, yes, is important, but if you can back it up with good examples, most of the time the examiners are just like they're so happy with that they just dish out marks, you know. Yeah, is there like a set structure that you have to you have to do basically? Yeah, you don't have to do it, but it's it's advisable. Um, obviously, multiple choice is just about selecting the right answers. Um, yeah, to a degree, but the essay ones, yeah, there's there's kind of there's definitely a format you would want to follow. And just um, before moving on to the essay ones, there this might seem like a stupid point, but I know it does come up sometimes around the multiple choice ones. You know, you think you're going through and everything, you just pick one answer. I think I'm right in saying that for some questions, it will say like pick two of or pick three of. So you know. When you when you're doing the multiple choice, I suppose it's a good idea to kind of like when you're checking back through after, make sure that you have picked one. If the question says pick one or pick two, or if it says like pick the one that it isn't rather than pick the one that it is, 
Um, yeah, I think. Like, do you know what I mean? That's right. There's as you go through the levels. So, so level four is a bit more black and white in that you, if it says pick one, you can only pick one. Um, and if you were to try and pick another one, it would just move that answer to that next option. Mm-hmm. But then you go to levels five and six, and then they start to say pick as many correct answers, or um, each oh, each God. answer will say two options. You know, A and B, or B and C only, or C and D, something like that. So. Yeah, they do get like that, but realistically, you get quite a lot of time. And I found that if you go through the the 45 questions, um, 45? I think it's 45. Um, If you go through the questions and you kind of do one or two minutes on each question, you still then got another 15, 20, half half an hour um, where you can go back through and look at all the questions that you may may flag for review. Yeah, the multiple choice ones aren't like a struggle time-wise is that, well not from my memory anyway especially on level four it's kind of dumb the way they do it in the sense that you've got almost double the amount of time you would expect on the questions but then you've also got the pass mark of 70 percent, which isn't that high relative to other professions mm-hmm. um so yeah definitely definitely take that in stride and kind of i i use that to kind of bash a few out in one go yeah, you love bashing them out. Yeah, uh, I together. One, one exam window, I bashed three out in the space of two days, which is pretty heavy. Was your uh, was you waiting a bit from that, or you know, yeah, you, you, was, know, that, you just was, took that in your stride. That's normal for you, is it? Bashing that many times. Nah, it's not. It's not normal for me, mate. That was overdrive a little bit. No, after after you bashed the third one out, did you kind of look at yourself and in the mirror and think, you know, what have I done? I can't I can't allow myself to get like that again. I did feel quite ashamed because uh, I did two SA exams the week after. So I actually sat five exams in, in the one window. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the SA exams is like you're bashing out long ones. And <laughs> after bashing out three quick ones and, and then having a small break to recover, it, yeah, it was quite a lot on the old brain. It went well, so we move. Yeah. I mean, I suppose that is another question that a lot of people have, especially if they're new to SIPs. Like, how many can you bash out in one in one window yeah i mean yeah everyone's different right so i was lucky in the sense that it was during covid there was i've not got a family to take care of um i didn't have the commute you know all of that stuff that actually gave me a bit more time to procrastinate and then you've got a family but you just don't take care of them something like that yeah um just a neglected wife Um, yeah that kind of meant that I was a bit more comfortable taking on a few exams, but there are there, there were people on, on the same course who who had family commitments and they would be doing uh, one. So typically in one exam window, you'd either do two multiple choice exams or one essay exam. Mm. And if you follow that, you kind of complete a level within about a year. Yeah, so I think it. that's what I did. I did two per window, except one time where I did one what they called uh, it's not the official language isn't um multiple choice and no, it's written isn't it it's like constructed and no it's um it. i think other it's objective objective that's it objective yeah you think i know i sat bloody thousand of them so i mean in terms of the objective ones those are the multiple choice ones and the constructed constructive one of the um, yeah, the written one. So 
I know there's a bit of structure that needs to go into the written ones, isn't it? In terms of how you have to kind of start with a, a point and then evidence explain link. Is that right? Yeah, something along those lines. Um, the, the questions are kind of written in a way where they ask the question will kind of set out maybe oh you need to give five examples of or three examples of or you know three advantages three disadvantages of what are the pros and cons um and you kind of go from there and, and for mm. each advantage or disadvantage or whatever it is you've been asked to do you kind of you state what you believe the answer is you kind of elaborate so you kind of go with well, by this i mean um xyz and then you follow it up with a real world example so it, you're perfectly entitled to kind of refer to examples that you've come across in your in your industry or in previous roles or what you've seen in the news and it's just linking that textbook theory to what you've seen in the real world with your opinion kind of pushed onto it a little bit could and you if you do that for each paragraph yeah i was going to say could could you sort of just um make up an example you know if you didn't have if you didn't yeah. have one you could just sort of say oh when i did uh you meant to write sorry that's another point are you meant to write it in kind of like first person or third person as in like when so, i procured this software i did this or when procuring software you should do this yeah so so it depends on the, the question so the question might already have a case study and they'll give you a, a company like they'll give you a procurement director and involved in a scenario um and it will reference, I don't know, let's call it ABC Limited, um, which they do quite a lot. Um, you would then talk about ABC Limited. So you might say, oh, ABC Limited are having issues with their supply chain um, due to language, language barriers um, on the global markets or something like that. And in that kind of question, you constantly refer to ABC Limited as mm. the example. Um, but if there isn't a case study included in that particular question, then it, it you've got two options. You've got the option of in my industry so you know, in, in this software industry this was a problem we encountered or and, and this is what i did quite a lot is i had i had a couple of go-to examples so costa coffee um, no there are other coffee bands out there but costa was a good example for me in that there's a lot of examples where you can just apply it to costa coffee so um you're looking at where they sit in the market you know is it a competitive marketplace um, sort of a Porter's Five Forces analysis is quite easy to do on a Costa Coffee. Um, and looking, check out our last episode. Fair trade. You know, a bit of promotion for the last episode, which I have no idea if that's been released. No, no idea what's going on, but surely one of us is uh, is organised with that. It's uh, it's not me. I don't know. I think we have to check in with the sound guy. Um, our uh, sound engineer, yeah, my agent engineer. Yeah, sound sound guru. Sorry, I completely disrupted it then. Go on, what were you saying? Sa yeah, no, sound guru. Um, um, yeah, so sorry, yeah, so Costa was Costa was an example. Um, Costa Coffee, and then I'd kind of have a more more confusing or overseas example where you're you're selling worldwide, so not necessarily a food industry. Um, but McDonald's was one that cropped up quite a lot, actually. As a good example, yeah, um, and then the petrol industry as well, because um, we could see that you can quite easily refer to the petrol in industry and what's happened to the prices and the government taxes and all of that good stuff. So, uh, it, look, it'll be different for everyone. 
um, people will have experiences. There was one person who who works for Google on, on my course, so most of her examples were referencing Google. Um, but then there was other people who who not really got those examples from from industry, so they would they would effectively study a couple of couple of companies in in relatively good detail, and they would just use those throughout. Yeah, so it's it's probably useful to have like a a bank of a bank of um, things to refer to before the exam. You know, fill yeah. up the bank the night before. Yeah, I kind of well, you I, I like where you're it. going with that. I do like where you're going with that. So, so when I was bashing them out, I definitely had to refer to my bank quite a lot. I think yeah. the bank was very important. It's probably yeah. for another episode, but we we can we can bash out a few examples for the listeners so that they've got some go-tos. And I mean, you know, going into more detail about Costa Coffee, where we can use them as examples, and, and a couple of other firms as well. And then yeah. you, know, you can take it from our bank and put it into your bank. I mean, if the listeners want to hear us bashing stuff out, or you know, telling them how they can bash out, then yeah, that that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's that's what the pod's about, isn't it? Helping each other bash them out, get through it as quick as possible. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're all in it together. We're all we're all bashing together at the end of the day, and we're on the same same journey to kind of self improve. We're hoping that bashing a load in quick succession can can elevate you to a, to a higher status really yeah no that's that's good actually so keep that in mind um and and that leads on quite nicely actually i, I did have quite a big bank um I had, a, I had a bank of examples which you kind of carry through probably through your two or three years of doing the exams but then i also had a bank for each for each essay exam so uh it might cover a particular topic so it might cover competitive markets and i would have a effectively an a4 sheet of paper where i've got anything that goes onto my bank just kind of logged in written down and put put into bullet point form and then i would just literally memorize it take it all in and then do a brain dump when i get into the exam now always talk of bashing bashing one out and now you've actually gone to bash one out mid recording no i think um I think someone requesting some sort of license just turned up. Um, I didn't really hear the conversation, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it's all gone well. Might need to you, crop this part out. You haven't got the old uh, bailiffs turning up again. Um. Well, I guess we'll find out if my if my laptop gets taken in about five seconds. Fair enough. Yeah. You see, one can't pay to take it away. You know, I I um I was thinking the other day around people who are getting like evicted from their house and they try and be violent to the people evicting them what is what is the actual point of them being violent because you know either if you're violent and you stay in the house then the police know where they are and they can just come and arrest you but if you're violent then you decide to go somewhere else to run away from the police that's what the people wanted anyway and they wanted to kick you out of the house so either way violence isn't the answer that's what i'm trying to say so kind of relating that to sips like when you're sitting your exam don't don't attack the invigilator is that what you're saying (laughs) yeah i mean it's always good to to convert it to sips topic yeah sips tip yeah that's a massive sips tip don't don't swing at doris the invigilator 
if you're ever in a stressful time. Uh, it did kind of make me laugh. I don't know if it was the same for your exams, but I sat on my exams at the same place. Um, well, seven of the eight in the same place. And we always had the same invigilator that would re- read out the little script. But I yeah. don't know if it was like, a, maybe it wasn't her her passion that she, she, you know, she didn't get joy out of, you know, watching a lot of people bash out their sips. Sips tips. yeah. Because she would literally rattle through the script so quickly and it would be like, well, I'm glad this is my first time listening to it. Otherwise, I'd have no idea what you're trying to say. Yeah, um, they do rattle through the old tips um, before the exam. I must admit, I had a right old mixed bag of invigilators, a couple of old, old battle axes. Um, you know, they were just there for keeping their bills on at home, you know, keeping the lights on. Mm. Um, and then I had a few that were quite nice. Uh, there was one woman who was just obsessed with her own phone, so she was on her phone for most of our exam. Um, is that even sure allowed? That's not what she, I don't, <laughs> don't think so, but um, you know, it even went off at one point, her ringtone, <laughs> um, which she just said, sorry, and um, cracked on with it. So, um, you know, real mixed bag, but you shouldn't let that impact the outcome of your, uh, your SIPS journey, you know. I find one thing that sometimes people get quite nervous about, and, and one thing that helps is that could sort of like describe what the exam venues are generally like as in you know the process for when you turn you know from when you turn up to you know the actual doing of the exam what kind of happens and I mean it would be calming for people to know that up front so not going in there without without any information yeah that's a that's a good idea there's there's well they've recently introduced the ability to take the exams from home so you can pay to be remotely invigilated it does require a good internet connection and I I did it for a lot of my multiple choice ones but I didn't do it for the essay ones because um, well to be honest because if I needed the bathroom it would be a bit weird taking your laptop into the bathroom with you um, with an invigilator do you really have to do that? Uh, I'm (laughs) not too sure Um, when when they first released it you weren't allowed a bathroom break um, but I'm not sure what the rule is now so um yeah, I just thought oh, I'll just go into the exams for that, into the exam halls. Most, well, the exam centres were slightly different. So one or a couple of them had lockers where you could put your stuff in before you go into the exam. Um, and others were a bit more old school and you just leave your coat and your bag at the, at the back of the room um, and, and crack on with it. So that was kind of the, the options for your for your belongings. But uh, to be honest, I didn't really take much in with me. Just, just my... my my uh, visual bank out mm. of notes to go through before I start the exam. Yeah, and you, you're allowed like clear, clear bottles to have water in and stuff. Um, some places do have water there, but sometimes it's just a bit awkward asking them like, "Oh, excuse me, can I have some water, please?" Yeah, no, um, I didn't. Like some of them had like nice bottles for you, like a little bottle, and some of them had yeah. uh, plastic cups. But like I just rusty went taps. In. Yeah, I went in with a two-liter bad boy every time, you know. Yeah, as long as you don't push yourself. Well, it doesn't matter, does it? You're there for the, for the <laughs> marks. Commitment to win and you need that water to keep you keep you kind of on the ball. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the only thing you really really need to bring in with you just to keep yourself going. I think they do offer biscuits if you're if you're diabetic or something. Yeah, don't don't quote me on that. So sort of to summarise then, you know, make sure you, you read the question and ask what it's know what it's asking in terms of number of things to say whether that's multiple choice a number of 
um, options to pick or a number of examples to give on the, the written constructed exams. Um, also, having a having a big bank is very very important. Um, what else would you say? Yeah, definitely having a bank. So the the other thing is um, there is a notepad. So when you log in to your exam and the actual exam starts, there is a, a notepad that you get. You kind of almost like click on a button and a notepad pops up and you can minimize it or maximize it. And that was kind of where I, I like to shoot my my knowledge. So I just kind of shoot my knowledge onto that. All over that, that notepad. Basically, yeah. So I just, because obviously everything's in the bank, but there's so much going on. You might not remember everything. You might read a question and then get put off. So I kind of took the first couple of minutes to anything, anything that I knew was particularly difficult if it came up or something that I struggled to remember constantly. I would, I would just, yeah, like say, just, just bash it out on that notepad, leave it on there for the duration of the exam. And I, I to be honest, I'd do that before I even read the questions. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I'd crack on with it. Uh, that, that was more for the, the essay exams, to be honest, with the, with the multiple choice ones. If there was a couple of things that are similar, but or, or you know maybe like five or six things from the SIPs procurement policy or something like that, then then yeah, I might I might put that on there. But I found it was more helpful for the essay exams. And I guess last last point as well is be careful what you highlight and what you press when you highlight because I don't think there's an undo button could be wrong but i don't believe there's an undo button so if you accidentally delete your whole answer then tough shite you can't yeah so so that is true that's what they tell you um there's no there's definitely no undo button i've seen people who have left crying um and, and spoken to them later on to find out that they've tried to do a copy and paste to control c and control v and it's not worked as well um I mean, I tried it and it worked for me, but you don't want to take that risk in your exam, do you? No. So, I mean, if you're listening to this before your exam, then um, do we want to say good luck? Or, I mean, you know, the less people with MSIPs, the more employable you are. So speaking from a MSIPs perspective, maybe you want to wish them bad luck. I don't really want to say that to to our listener. Um a single, single listener <laughs> out there. Yeah, <laughs> whoever you are, really keeping us motivated. Um, and it's probably the sound guy. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I maybe just just go in there and, and do okay. And you know, yeah. you need to come back for more tips. You know exactly where we are. So yeah, that's here to help actually. you fail next time. Because if if everyone passes first time, you know that's less less viewers. You know, if you if you're listening to this for your second time didn't help you out the first time and then thanks for listening again you know we appreciate the the extra views clearly we didn't work the first time around so keep trying keep listening um maybe after be, yeah. 10 20 listens it you know it might it might help well i have to admit this is only going to be episode two or three or something isn't it so if you failed it's probably not our fault it's probably something you're doing yeah that's on you yeah yeah yeah, for yeah. sure i mean if you if you get 20 30 deep with us and you're starting to fail then then maybe I'll apologise, but not yet. Yeah, maybe we'll do a half half asked apology, but um, only if you pay us. If we have to, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that kind of reminds me as well. Like we're gonna we're gonna do sort of episodes that spin away from sips as well. So I'm thinking, you know, shorter episodes that cover sips tips. We'll have some episodes on specific topics. So we'll we'll go into certain models and certain. Uh, 
pressing procurement issues. Um, I think you wanted to do a segment on um, procurement. What did you call it? Procurement duck ups. Duck ups. Duck, duck ups. Yeah. yeah. Duck. Okay. Um, yeah. Procurement duck ups, and then yeah, and then and then probably just just some open conversations with people that are you know stakeholders that we work with and and other people work with and get their experience and their perspective of the procurement professional and whether we are uh, you know a value add to them or whether we're a pain in the backside mm-hmm. well, hopefully they won't be as honest as they as they feel anyway i'm guess to kind of conclude the circular structure we're gonna surprisingly end it in the same way as we started it so bye surprise see you later Thank you.